Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davidson and Tammy Bennett, joined by Dr. Harold Peters. Love talking today about whys and what's of life and living healthy. Thank you, Gavin. We are in studio today, and what a wonderful day it is for us to be talking about what and why. And we all have a lot of questions in our life, and we are coming to you today from today's Christian Talk, 1120, The Bridge in Austin, Texas. I want to thank you because we're here to help build bridges of love and understanding and leadership. In the studio with me, I have my sweet friend, Bennett, uh, Tammy Bennett, and uh, she's the mother of four no, three beautiful girls. Three little ones and one grown one that we adopted many years ago. Oh, that, that is three. Yes, it, it is four. Four. Three little okay. ones in my house, uh, one, six, and seven, and then a 35-year-old that's living in Oklahoma. Her husband's in the Air Force. I know. I love her. She's yes. so special. She's yes, been she with is. us on Love Top before. Well, you know, we're going to be, we're just really talking today, are going to be talking, Carol, about uh, life and um some of the things that uh, we want to talk about uh, are things that you deal with every day with your children, and I'm dealing with them now with my grandchildren. And our guest today is uh, Dr. Carol Peters. Would you introduce her for us? Sure. Please? She holds an MD from Loma Linda University. She's a doctor of ministries from Oral Roberts University, also an OBGYN, surgeon, and doctor. Uh, she's a speaker, a minister, a grandmother of four wonderful grandchildren, and she has authored uh, a book here, Live Healthy, Live Whole. It's one of my favorite reads, and um, a prescription for healthy living, loving relationships, and joyful spirit- spirituality. She travels nationwide bringing love and healing and teaching others. Dr. Carol, welcome. We're so glad to have you. And I am so glad to be back. <laughs> Tammy, you and Evelyn, you always make me feel so welcome when you invite me here to Love Talk. I'm just really glad to be here. Well, you you have a, a field that is so common to us, uh, to Tammy as a young mother and me as a, an 85-year-old great-grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is so exciting, Carol, to have you here. And I, I just know that uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. But we're going to dig into some issues that mothers and fathers every day are dealing with today in our nation. That's right. And one of the things I think you're referring to, Evelyn, is my latest book, Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health. I bring together in that book my practical experience as a physician. I talk about medical science, but also I bring in a faith perspective. So frequently when we talk about women's health, we think of some of the controversies like abortion or birth control. uh, But I think those controversies often obscure what women's health is really all about. A woman is so much more than her reproductive organs. <laughs> and that's what we try and address in Dr. Carroll's Guide to Women's Health. Well, you know, I can talk about head knowledge and head problems and all that stuff. But, you know, that is not the real issue that we're facing today as women. It's not how much we know necessarily. It's what God's called us to be and what we, what he's designed us to be and, and what we want to be in, in the under the Lordship of Christ. 
who he has created us to be. We can fall into the trap, I think, of putting the parts of ourselves in different buckets, Mm -hmm. our reproductive self in one bucket and our emotions in another bucket and our spiritual life in another bucket. God created us as beautiful, integrated women. And what affects one part of us affects all the other parts. And I think, especially in this latest book, Dr. Carroll's Guide to Women's Health, the spiritual impact oh. on those other parts of our lives, we must take that into account or we're going to be so disappointed. We're going to be fractured. We are not going to mm-hmm. be the whole people that Jesus wants us to be. And, you know, it's divided into sections. You know, a woman's life is. It you know, is. You start out with where Tammy is with little ones at home. You're homeschooling those and mm-hmm. teaching them and training them to be good citizens. Then you move into the uh, the teenage years. Oh, those oh. those raging hormones. <laughs> How can you live with a 13-year-old girl? Uh, and boys trying to make a decision, you know, about what's good and what's not good and what you wear today and what you don't wear. It, life gets really busy for the mothers and, and for wives as well. It, it does. Are we talking this book about what's normal and what's not? That's one of the big questions I get asked in the doctor part of me. How do you know if what I'm experiencing is, is actually normal or if this indicates a problem? And then I talk about things like preparing for pregnancy. A big chapter on infertility. That's something that's very close to my heart. Mine too. When a couple is not able to conceive and have the child that they want. That's something Mm. that speaks so deeply to the spiritual parts of us also. And I talk about why do you want to have a baby and the good reasons to have a baby and some of the distortions that have come when medical science acts outside of the ethical and moral foundations that I believe we as believers need to live by. Um, and that that could be a whole program in itself. And then mm-hmm. I talk about menopause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's been a long time ago for me. <laughs> and uh, that, that's a time when women often get in. So, Michelle, I, Tammy, I see you laughing as well. Uh, that's probably one of the most common questions I get asked mm-hmm. about. And mental health issues that tend to crop up around menopause. How do you interact with your doctor? How do you interact with this crazy healthcare system and all the changes that are going on? And then a woman's troubled mind, the hormonal mm-hmm. issues, the circumstances, just the life factors that can play into your troubled mind. How do you deal with that? How do you manage stress? And then, of course, healthy spirituality. What role does that play in all these other issues? So thanks for giving me a moment to talk about Dr. Carroll's <laughs> Guide to Women's Health. Well, it, those are the things that we like to really address here on Love Talk is where we are in life and what it is that we're dealing with and what it is that um, the Lord is teaching us. And then why are we where we are right now? That's well, right. You know, there, we are living in a nation right now, Dr. Carroll, that's in serious trouble. Franklin Graham was just in the Austin area, which is where we broadcast from, uh, in the spring. And uh, he came with a, a really heavy, heavy heart. Yes. Because he's seeing across this nation how we are losing the religious freedom that we've had. Uh, in our nation, to be who it is God has designed us to be in. And all these different factors that come in, and we want to talk about some of those today. But, you know, uh, when when we look at our world and we see it in the segments that we live in, 
you know, if we're talking about age or we're talking about even um, uh, environment, right. you know, how things have changed uh, in my lifetime. Uh, they've changed from, in my lifetime from not having telephones and using a, using a milk bottle on the front porch to take uh, music requests for me to pull the records for my dad on the radio station on Saturday. And only two phones in town. And we used a milk bottle to hold messages. Now, yes. that's kind of primitive. But, you know, when I look at my life, I look at how God prepared me for the different not just the different things in life, but for the things that that we, through our family, would encounter. And we want to talk about some of those today. Uh, it, you know, it. I guess which is to ask you. We say that America's in serious trouble. How would you define that? I believe we are in serious trouble, and I believe one of the bottom line issues under that is. Human beings are trying to make themselves God rather than allowing God to be God. One of the current issues in the last couple of weeks especially has been the, the bathroom issues. And, and we'll just be right up front about that because that's something you hear on the news. That's something if you mm-hmm. have children and they're going to school that they are hearing at school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's affected in, in our state. There's yes. some big legislation involved right now pushing back on this issue. But an underlying foundational problem underneath the bathroom issues and a lot of others is human beings not recognizing God as God. Yes. When you step away from that, anything goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about um, being militant or harming other people, but we're just talking about the foundational worldview. Uh, times change, but God does not. Mm-hmm. And when we forget that God is God and try and make ourselves God, and there's no foundational truth underlying any of our decisions, whatever we feel, whatever we think, whatever we want, okay, I should just be able to do that. And there's no barriers. There's no boundaries. It's a very confusing situation. Imagine for our children growing up with no boundaries, with no Mm -hmm. one to help them understand truth. That's Mm -hmm. one of the big problems with what's going on right now when it comes to our children. You know, Dr. Carroll, I remember a story years ago about um, the, the boundaries of a football field or a soccer field are what makes the game. Yes. It makes the game safe. The ball doesn't go up into the bleachers on top of the children. Um, and it, the ball's got to stay in the field to make the point. So the boundaries have to be there. And when we accept anybody's boundaries as valid without mm-hmm. any absolute truth underneath that, without any God placing the boundaries mm-hmm. there, it becomes so confusing. Mm-hmm. What the problem, I think, sometimes happens is believers who legitimately want to honor God and his boundaries, when they try and add their own boundaries to what God has done, there have been so many people who have been hurt by toxic religion. We're talking mm-hmm. about people who have been belittled, who yeah. have been uh, physically harmed in some circumstances. That is real. But when we throw out toxic religion, we can't throw out God and his boundaries yeah. mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. We must 
continue to affirm mm-hmm. that God is God, his truth is truth, mm-hmm. and that how we live our lives must flow from that. And I believe that's what Franklin Graham was calling us to be upfront about. Absolutely. He, his agenda across this nation, and he's about halfway through right now, I think, is, first of all, is that you pray. Yes. We are in trouble in America. We need God's help. We need God's correction. We need God's direction. Or we're going to lose our religious freedom. We're going to lose our family rights. So many of those things. And it's not a political agenda. And then the second thing is so uh, empowering, Dr. Carroll. It is you vote and you engage. We must. We must. And engage. I think engage. You know, I'm lighthearted. I think of, you know, uh, love and, you know, uh, marriage and all that. And, And that is part of it. But... Also, it is that we have got to be involved. An engagement means that you're actively involved in something. And then the last thing is that we would vote, that we would know how to choose the best kind of leaders. And we're going to be doing some things in that regard this summer Yes. as we begin to look at some of these issues, and we want to have you back to do that. But it's time for us to take our break right now. Let's do that, and we come back. We are love-talking today with Dr. Car- uh, Carol Peters, Tanksley, Tankersley. Tankers. Tanksley. Tanksley. <laughs> <laughs> I've a long time, and I always get it. But uh, stay with us, and we'll be back with Love Talk right after this. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davidson and Tammy Bennett, joined by Dr. Harold Peters. Love talking today about whys and what's of life and living healthy. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in the studio. And it's just like old home folks for us, Dr. Carol, when you're here, and you too, Tammy. And we're just ladies in love with Jesus. That's right. <laughs> and with our husbands. And uh, life is wonderful, but it's also kind of scary. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, life just, li- you just live it. And yeah. I know, Tammy, well, you've got a, something you want us to ask, Dr. Yeah. Um, Dr. Carol, recently uh, you had a very personal tragedy. And you're in a time of um, period, uh, major change in your life because um, your husband, sweet Al, graduated to heaven. And uh, I personally never met him, but I heard him on the radio. And uh, it's hard for me to even accept the fact that God needed to take him home and he, he graduated because uh, he ministered to my heart. And I could just tell how much you all clicked and worked together and were such a great team. But uh, we don't understand why God does some of the things he does, but we accept it. And uh, But how are you doing? Well, thanks, Tammy, for asking. And this is a it's a very up and down time for me right now. Uh, it's as we are, are here today. It's just been a little over three months since Al graduated to heaven our marriage was made in heaven. God brought us together when neither of us were looking, and I wouldn't trade a moment of the time that we had together. Was it 15 years? How many years? It was actually about seven and a half years. Oh, seven and a half. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, both of us thought that we would be single the rest of our lives, and God brought us together in a wonderful way for many reasons. And now, looking back, I can see some of those reasons. I wish it had been a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a couple things that have become so vividly clear to me as I am walking through this journey of grief with the Lord. One is we magnify the things that we see in front of us in this world so much. 
and they are comparatively so unimportant compared with eternity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many years we live, whether it's a few or many, it's never enough in this life because God didn't make us to live a few years or many years and then die. He made us for eternity. So our seven and a half years, I would have been in just as much grief if it had been 70 and a half Mm -hmm. years because Mm -hmm. it's never enough. This isn't what God made us for. Mm -hmm. And the only way any of this makes sense is when we keep eternity in view. There is no other way to make sense of both the good and the bad in this life is if we do not keep eternity in view, mm-hmm. we make decisions. Our feelings get invested in things that have impact for such a short time. Mm-hmm. When if we knew that the decisions we make today are going to affect us forever and may affect someone else forever, may affect our children forever. For me, my patients, the people who listen to me on the radio or read my books, the people you minister to, Evelyn and and Tammy, what we do is going to make a difference not only in this life, but for eternity, how much more important that is than the urgent right in front of us. And then the second thing that I'm learning, which is difficult to learn, is that the pain doesn't necessarily go away. Yes, the pain lessens, but you don't wait for the pain to go away before moving forward. God doesn't promise to remove all tears from our eyes now. We will still have tears when we get to heaven. That's the reason God promises to wipe away all tears from our eyes then. That's the only way that we can make sense of the wise. Evelyn, you started this program by talking about the wise of life. And whether it's in our own personal lives, like my own loss of my husband just three months ago, whether it's in the context of problems in our family, or whether it's even in the context of wise on a grander scale, Mm -hmm. uh, terrorism, natural disasters, the uh, unchristianization of so much of our society, we must keep that in mind. God does not promise to take away our trouble and our pain. Mm -hmm. He promises to walk with us. Through that, I right now am having to learn that the publisher that uh, is is working with me asked for another book, and I had to sit down and write that starting just a couple weeks after uh, my husband yeah. passed away. It was a blessing because it allowed me to focus my energies, but God requires us to act to live with integrity to even minister to others right when we're hurting. We don't Mm -hmm. wait for our own troubles to go away before moving forward. Because we're never going to have it all together anyway. That's correct. If God waited for people to have it all together to be without a past or without a present (laughs) or without pain or without brokenness, he wouldn't ever have anybody to work with. But the miracle Mm -hmm. is he uses us Uh even in the midst of that. Oftentimes, our very brokenness is the bread that he transforms, whereby we can feed others. That's true. You know, one of the things I learned a long time ago uh, is that one of the reasons we have a lot of issues and what's and 
and why is in our life is because God made us for eternity. And we live in time. Yes. Mm-hmm. We live in time. There's a time for this. And he tells that in, what is it? Ecclesiastes. Yes. A time for all seasons. Yes. And, and we don't look at life that way. No. We look at it for what we want right now and what it's going to do for us and what we can do for others. And he, he, I really describe life to young people when I'm talking to them about how you view it. It's not the way God paints it. That's right. You know, it's like we have a jigsaw puzzle looking at life. And we've got all these holes in in, in the puzzle. And you can't tell what it is because so many holes are there. But the holes are there because of one of two reasons. Number one is we filled it up with something that's not part of God's plan. That's right. Or secondly, it is that he's working on the piece that's not ready yet. Mm -hmm. I know without a doubt that the troubles I have had through my life, most recently the death of my husband, but the other troubles also, God has mixed into me to make me who I Mm -hmm. am now. I would not be able to talk here on the radio. I wouldn't be able to write the books. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to have the website and minister there that I do or be the physician to women, the minister that I am without those things that God has brought me through. Mm -hmm. It's not that he enjoys our pain, Mm -hmm. but he is with us through that. Jesus said, in the world, you will have have trouble. trouble. (laughs) That's a promise. You will have have trouble. trouble. (laughs) But take heart, I have overcome the world. I give you peace. Not the kind of peace the world gives. I give you peace in the midst of trouble. That is what makes us strong. The best evidence that God is God, that he is who he said he is, and that the devil is a liar, is you and me. Yes, there's the Bible, and we believe that. But the evidence of God's goodness and his transformation is you and me. Yeah, it's, it's me. It's Evelyn. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's Dr. Carol sitting here able to talk to you like this after having been through the stuff that I am. Mm-hmm. I'm transformed by God's grace. And that is proof mm-hmm. that God is who he says he is, that Jesus came and died and rose again. And you can be that same proof, too. You know, that is so true, Dr. Carol. And we get to get, we put on this pitiful face, you know, of, you know, things are so bad. And they are, Evelyn. They are bad. No, but, but we have heard <laughs> even so. Yep. Yeah. Even But there is always a but in there. Yes. God says, I am the way. That's right. I am the truth. I am the life. You seek me. And, you know, it's, it's really, uh, when we're speaking to an unknown world and we're speaking to those that we don't even know where they are today, uh, they may be, you know, wherever you are, you might be thinking, I'm going to end it all today. I'm tired of all this whatnots and whys and other stuff. You know, God has a plan. Mm-hmm. He does. And he wants to reveal it. But we have to wake up. And that's what Franklin Graham has said. I mean, that's what our theme was this year. Wake up, America. We've got to wake up and realize where we are. We need to take our break. Uh, you know, at some point in life, we face a lot of difficulties. You do it with every age. That's you know, right. teenagers have pimples. <laughs> <laughs> old, people, old people have eyeglasses. If they <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, we are not overwhelmed by what the world is doing because we have that power of God's presence in our life because of what he wants to do in us and through us. That's and right. we want to talk about that. Let's do. We come back. The whys and the what's of life. What is it that God's doing and why is he doing it? 
And what is it that we should be trusting him for? Right after this, stay with us for Love Talk. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davidson and Tammy Bennett, joined by Dr. Harold Peters. Love talking today about whys and what's of life and living healthy. Welcome back. We are at Love Talk today with Carol Peters Tanksley, and she has written some wonderful books, Live Healthy, Live Whole, and the name of your new book? Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health. That's right. I don't have that copy yet, and I just can't wait to read it because your first book was one of my favorites. But we're discussing the whys and the what's um, going on. And one of the big what's that uh, is a concern in our country today is about restrooms. And since you're a doctor and you have a doctorate degree in spiritual things, too, um, and physical, we would like your opinion on that. Yesterday I saw Governor Greg Abbott had a tweet out and it said JFK wanted to put a man on the moon, mm-hmm. and Obama wants to put a man in the women's restroom. Imagine that. You know, all our, our our progress for the last whoever, how many years, and now we can't decide which restroom to go into. Mm. You know, imagine that our country would, would come to this. The last couple of weeks, if, if, if you have been anywhere aware of the news, this controversy has become so big, and I think... So confusing. Uh, Believers want to be compassionate. We want to uh, be understanding of those who are being hurt. And I think that can sometimes cloud uh, the way we respond to this. We uh, say on one hand, well, uh, we want to be true to our Mm -hmm. faith. And somehow this doesn't seem right to our faith, so we say, no, that this, this can't be right. On the other hand, we say, well, what about the transgender individuals? We don't want them to be hurt either, so how can we be compassionate? How are we supposed to look at this whole gender and sexuality thing from a godly perspective, both the truth and the compassion? God is both. God is both truth and mercy, righteousness and love, and A godly response must include all of that, and I don't believe it needs to be nearly as confusing as some of the voices out there would make it. One of the current things, and frankly, I'm glad about this, um, in Texas, our Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has joined with 10 other states in countersuing the Obama administration in their bathroom mandate, Uh, and By the time this airs, God willing, there'll be even more states. But thankfully, there are some who are just saying enough is enough. This is not something that should be, can be, will be accepted as a uh, executive order from on high. The consequences are much uh, greater and more destructive than those uh, proponents of uh, such freedom bathrooms, whatever, uh, would would have you believe. But let me go back and talk about three specific reasons and ways to think about this that I think can be helpful. First of all is God's truth. Let's start there. Genesis says, male and female, he created them. 
at the beginning of the program today, we talked a bit about so much of what's going on in society today is human beings wanting to make themselves God rather than accepting who they are as God's creation. We are creatures. We did not bring ourselves to this point, and the limits of our knowledge of our power uh, is only as far as God allows them to be. He made us male and female. For the last many thousands of years that sin has been here, the image of God has been distorted in us as human beings. As an OBGYN physician, I have seen infants, children, young people who are transgender not because they chose to be, but because of a error in their biology. Their genes, their chromosomes truly were messed up. What the transgender movement is talking about now is not that. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to clearly separate that. Mm. There are very um, sad situations where that the way God made us as male and female has been biologically messed up because of the genes that that right. particular individual inherited. But that is very different from saying, I'm 13 and I don't know whether um, I like girls or boys or whether I am a girl or a boy. Can, is there any 13-year-old who's not confused? <laughs> is there any junior high schooler who is comfortable with their identity? And now we're telling these children even before junior high, now in, in, in grade school, that, um, oh, um, Johnny today thinks he's a girl, so he should be allowed in the girl's bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what are little boys do when they go to the girl's bathroom? That's the question. Exactly. And it is so confusing to them. Sure. So we must start with, this is the way God made us, and he made us male and female. The uh, The implications of that for adults who have been damaged by others who have harassed them for their identity struggles is not the result of how God made us. That That's the first thing, that God mm-hmm. made us male and female. Second, when we accept this transgender bathroom uh, mandate, what effect does that have on, let's start with children. Yes, that's what we're interested in. We st- I, I already alluded to the confusing mm-hmm. aspects of that. Um, Dr. Meg Meeker, a pediatrician and psychologist, she has been on Focus on the Family a number of times. She writes for them regularly. She's on their radio program regularly. She uh, wrote an article recently that I think speaks to this very wisely. When did using a bathroom get so complicated? <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> exactly. Less than 1% of adults in this country are truly transgender. If we mandate the kind of thing that this bathroom bill would have us do, what does that do to the 99% of the rest of the population and specifically the 99% of children who are not wrestling with this? Imagine a seven-year-old girl who likes to be a tomboy and the girls in her class are kind of making fun at her so she says to her teacher well I'm going to wear jeans and I'm going to pretend to be a boy and the teacher says okay go into you know the boys bathroom Mm. well what's going to happen when she goes in there the boys are going to make fun of her she's going to be even more Mm -hmm. confused it's Mm -hmm. going to be even more damaging 
to her identity, or vice versa, a boy going into the girls' bathroom and he's embarrassed and the girls are embarrassed, and, you know, it it, it creates so much more confusion mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. children and young people are already struggling to develop their own identity. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of children see the world in black and white. This is either good or bad, um, and it's either a boy or a girl. And when that gets blurred so young, children lose their ability to have confidence in their own perceptions of reality. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, th- he, he, here, here's a boy, a, a, a girl, a, or a, a seven-year-old, or a ten-year-old, or a fifteen-year-old doesn't have the emotional maturity, the cognitive maturity, to understand someone else's struggles in this, in the, in that sense. All they understand is, I can't perceive whether that's a boy or a girl, so I maybe can't trust anything that I see. That's true. And it is incredibly confusing. Um, You may or may not agree with him, but Dr. Paul McHugh, former head of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins, has been a very um, vocal in his criticism of the transgender movement because of how complicated these issues are. He says that those who have had reassignment, who were born a girl and become a boy or vice versa, have 20 times the risk of suicide Mm. than the general population Mm. and all the other complications that go along with that. It's not that these are struggling people and uh, changing their gender helps them. It's that these are struggling people and we need to help them, but changing their gender is not the answer. Mm -hmm. You may or may not, again, agree with with all he has to say, but it is not. um, It's not that allowing a child or adult who is transgender to use the opposite bathroom helps them or anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one of the conclusions that Dr. Meeker um, says she said giving biologically male children the right to share bathrooms with girls and vice versa is not only wrong it's harmful to children with and without gender identity issues our children are not social experiments mm-hmm. you know when you look at that and you think about um, here we have um, adults across this nation that are trying to fit into a society that they perhaps have created themselves. Sure. You know. Uh, Then you have young children coming along that are so confused about everything, you know, just just life in itself. What is it that you do then as a parent or as a teacher or as a doctor or as a, uh, you know, just a good friend? You just have to do that which brings forth God's value in any given situation. As a parent or as a godly teacher, I think one of the first things to do is ask your children. You don't only want them to know what you think. You want the, you want to know what they think. What messages are they hearing? Mm-hmm. They will probably be confused in some ways. And you want to hear from them the messages that they are hearing. And then you can respond to what their understanding is. 
You want them to understand that they are never to belittle or bully or mm-hmm. uh, or put down another child, regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. But that this is this is the way God made us. God yes. made us as boys and girls, mm-hmm. men and women. Some other children, some adults may be confused, but this is still the way God made us. Mm-hmm. North is north. South is south, and we can't do anything about that. That's just the no, way that's it right. is. And some other people may be confused. You can treat them with respect, respect and love, kindness. But that doesn't change the reality of how God made us. I have a good friend who's a pastor's wife. And when she was born, the, her mother couldn't tell she was a boy or girl. Yes. And she has struggled more than any friend. And she is a renowned author across this nation. I've traveled with her. I've slept with her in a, uh, not the same bed, but the same hotel room. And, you know, I learned a lot from her because she had to make a decision. And she decided that uh, she she felt that she was a girl. Right. And so they, uh, you know. With they, a, took, they took care of the biology to, so to that help So she that. would be able to have a life of value. And so often, Doctor, that is what we do in every situation. We do. The 1% of individuals who truly struggle with this, they need help. The help yes. is not reassigning their gender. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we are talking today with Dr. Carol uh, Peters and uh, Tanksley. <laughs> I want to get it in there, girls. It may not be right. But anyway, we, uh, we do need to take our break. We come back. I want us to talk a little bit about what's normal today or how we can bring normal Christian living to our families as we, as we take on that responsibility God's given us yes. to be good citizens, but also to be good parents. Right after this, stay with us. Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davidson and Tammy Bennett, joined by Dr. Harold Peters. Love talking today about whys and what's of life and living healthy. Welcome back to Love Talk. We're having a good day today and we're learning and we have one of our favorite guests. Evelyn and I, Evelyn and I are here and we're talking with Carol, Dr. Carol Peters Tanksley. And she wrote one of my favorite books, Live Healthy, Live Whole. And um, she has a new book, Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health which also talks about menopause and all sorts of things. I need to get there. I'm almost 50, so I'm real close. So we're talking about what is normal in our culture and bathrooms. And um, recently I heard on Christian radio, a man went with a recorder to Target and asked the people in Target if he could have an employee discount because he felt like he wanted to self-identify as a Target employee and get his 10% discount. Ooh, and they and they, they said no. And he said, but if I always wanted to be a Target employee and I like your red shirts and I like your walkie-talkies and today I feel like I want to be a Target employee, may I please have my Target employee discount? So um, all sides of the conversation, the video ta- or the taping was very kind and respectful on Target side and this gentleman's side. But the point still goes, you can't just decide to feel 
like being a target employee. What if um, I am, as myself, a 56-year-old woman, decide, oh, today I feel like a five-year-old little girl. I want everybody to take care of me. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> you know, I want to go home to my daddy. Make my dinner, please. It's, Feed it's, me. It's, bring water. It's, exactly. Yeah, That's the food. kind of thing that this confusion can bring. Uh, it, there's there's one other point in this whole bathroom yeah, we, controversy. We the Genesis <laughs> truth. We move down to accept mandate. Yeah. It, 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 exactly. The the third part of this that I think is worth talking about is the effect on adults. We talked about the effect on children. Let's talk about the effect of, on on adults. At least 25 percent, and probably a much greater percentage of adult women have been sexually abused in some way. Mm. That's the percent that acknowledge it when asked. When they enter a public restroom and a man is there, the, um, the fear violation, level, yeah, the fear level, it would it would scare me. There, there, there is no sense of protection for that uh, woman going into that environment. We are not talking about. A adult who struggles with their sexual identity, that 1%. We are talking about the risk that, like you said, a man says, today I feel like a woman, so I want to go to a woman's restroom. When there is no separation, when there are no boundaries, there is no protection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for a woman who has been violated in the past Oosh. to mm. have that uh, lack of protection right, yeah. in a public restroom is incredibly violating. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely healthier and better ways to handle that 1% who truly do struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Obama mandate uh, for this uh, restroom issue cites Title IX that was used to give equal funding to women's sports as it did to men's sports in school. Approximately 50% of the population (laughs) is men versus women. Right. Um, And so the the Title IX is talking about adequate sports facilities for 50% of the population. That is an incredibly different issue than a 1% who truly do struggle mm-hmm. with their their sexual identity. For those who do, for the children, teens, adults who have some of these intersex genetic problems, we were talking off air about some of what those specific chromosome and gene problems can be. They are uncommon, but they are real. Um, or some of the, uh, you know, adults that they're, May not be a reason in their genes, but they continue to have this ongoing struggle with the uh, with their sexual identity. They need other kinds of help. They don't need the um, uh, the government saying, "Okay, use any bathroom that you want." The other fifty percent of the population, at least, of women need protection. Right. <laughs> not from that one percent. We're not talking about the one percent going into uh, a restroom because they truly struggle with their identity. We're talking about a honest pervert mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. excuse that term, but a gentleman who was out hunting for someone to abuse being allowed into a restroom where women are not protected. That's the kind of issue we're talking about. For the true individual who struggles with their sexual identity, they need other kinds of help. Mm -hmm. They honestly need help. And as followers of Jesus, we should be able to offer them help. We should make clear that they know they are just as valuable to God. They are just as valuable to society. They have a role to play in God's plan. Uh, If they are bullied or harassed, we need to stand up for them. We need to make sure that they have medical psychiatric help if they need that there are ways to help them the bathroom issue the bathroom bill is not the way to help them you know when you look at it from that perspective uh, we've talked today about a lot of what's you know what is going on in our society what is it that we don't understand that god's doing what is it that needs to be done that you know children need to protect it yes. be protected in this Culture, a culture of life that we have today, and so we we there's some things we've got to do if we're going to be representative of who Jesus Christ is in a world of chaos and sin. That's right. You know, it is so wrapped up in sin, Doctor Carroll, that we I think minimize how troubled we and our world is. At the beginning of the program, we talked about the loss of my husband and how that's made eternity so much more real to me. Part of understanding that is how far away we are from the way God intended. We are broken people. And because 1% of the population struggles with their sexual identity, that's part of their bucket of stuff to carry. We all come with brokenness. And the good news of redemption is that every one of us can be healed. It doesn't matter whether... It's that aspect of who we are. We all struggle with our identity in Christ. If, uh, you know, if my identity is based on what I do or what other people think about me, I am going to be disappointed or proud. The only way to have a true identity is to see myself the way God sees me, and then I can see you as God sees you. That's what redemption does. There is no part of us. That Jesus cannot redeem, whether it's our physical health, whether it's a dysfunctional family, whether it's uh, children who are struggling in their uh, growing up, discovering who they are in Christ, whether it's aging and sickness and death, whether it's the culture issues around us. uh, Jesus can redeem all of that. You know, when we look at it from God's point of view, uh, he says, I have, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundant. He's not just talking about the time that we live in now. You know, mentioned that earlier. You know, the reason we have so many problems is God made us for eternity. Yes. I think that's what he did when he put Adam and Eve in the beautiful garden. Everything they needed was there. He was there. But he gave them that willingness to choose it or reject it. And they rejected it. And as we live with that, Dr. Carol, that's the kind of world we're living in today. You said Jesus came to give us life, and I think that is the bottom line under all of this. God gives us the option, and he calls us to live fully alive. 
in every area, regardless of our outward circumstances. There are places in our world today where naming Jesus as Lord can get you killed. Mm -hmm. We've seen that. There may come a time in our country when to name the name of Jesus will be much more dangerous than it even is now. We must pray and hold back the winds of evil in every way that we can. In the meantime, we live fully alive. We become, as transformed human beings, the best advertisement for God's kingdom. Absolutely. And whatever he calls us to, he will call you to something. Mm-hmm. As a mother, that undoubtedly starts with your children. As a spouse, it starts with your spouse. Uh, in your vocation, it may start with your employees or your te- or your students or your uh, whoever is around you, your uh, your parishioners. He may call some of you to take a stand for social issues, whether it's in the pro-life arena, helping mm-hmm. women bring these beautiful children uh, to, to life into the world. It may be with some of these gender issues that we're struggling with. Um, Dan Patrick, uh, Governor Abbott, Mm -hmm. we've we've talked uh, briefly about some of the ways they are standing up in the arena where God has called them. Mm -hmm. There will be those of you in the entertainment industry who he calls to stand up, in business to stand up, do business with uh, integrity and with ethics and be a blessing to your customers and your employees. In whatever arena God has called you, Stand up. Live fully alive. Mm-hmm. Engage. That's what Engage. Frank does. That's right. Well, we certainly want to thank you, Dr. Carroll, for being here. And, and Tammy, for your being with us today. I always love it when you're here. Well, and thank you. So we've got to have you come back. We've talked about a lot of what's today. Mm-hmm. What not? What if? What not? We want to have you come back and we talk about why's. You know, yes. why is it that we struggle so much with so many things? But I want to... Uh, close with um, you giving your information, how people can get in touch with you, Dr. Carroll, and uh, um, tell us uh, a little bit about why you want to be able to do well, that. Th- well, thank you, Evelyn. Thank- thanks for the opportunity. DrCarrollMinistries.com, D-R-C-A-R-O-L Ministries.com. My passion, our ministry's mission, is to help people live fully alive. In all the areas that God has called us to, physically, relationally, emotionally, spiritually, I invite you to go to drcarolministries.com and put your email address in. That's the easiest way to get all our free resources. Once or twice a week, I send out something for free. Oh, yes. And uh, I, I love that. I would love to connect with you that way. You can find information about Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health as well as Live Healthy, Live Whole there on our website. And I would just invite you to join us there. Give us your phone number one more time. It's drcarolministries.com or our telephone number is yes. 512 512- Five two eight five zero one one. If I don't immediately pick up, leave a message, and I promise I'll get right back to you. Five one two five two eight five zero one one. Well, thank you, Doctor Karen. Thank you, Tammy. We appreciate you being with us today, and we would say thank you for joining us today for Love Talk. If you do not understand the love plan the Lord Jesus has for you, you can uh, pull up our website at lovetalknetwork.com. He loves you. He came to pay the price for you and to help you live a life 
in eternity as well as in lifetime. We thank you again for joining us, and uh, we'll talk, love talk with you again this week as you be- learn better how to love walk with Jesus.